Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Football Betting Show, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Seidenberg, joined each and every week by legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. You can check out his work at brandonlang.com, and odds are you've all seen two for the money well brandon and i have been together doing this show for about a year or so now it was under a different name we called it the sharp edge and we did a lot of gambling on uh, a lot of other sports but for now we are going to concentrate on football because football season is here i know it's technically week two of the college football season but really it feels like it's week one because we didn't have a lot of games uh, last week, especially not, you know, top 25 games, power five conferences. They really get underway here this Saturday. And then it's week one of the NFL. We saw the the Chiefs take care of the Texans on Thursday night football. And we got a full slate of games on Sunday. And then the traditional week one double header on Monday night of football. Brandon, we didn't know if it was going to happen because of all the uncertainty with this offseason. But here we are. It is, I know it's week two, but it's really week one of the college football season, and it's week one of the NFL. This is an exciting weekend, brother. Well, thank God football's back. I mean, you know, the frustrating part for me was you hit the Super Bowl, you're on the high of the Super Bowl, you're at the Super Bowl, um, and then you go on a 19-4 and four college basketball run with all the momentum in the world heading into March Madness and then you get some fucking flu on steroids coronavirus that shuts the world down including sports okay I get it and we do nothing but twiddle our thumbs and now we're coming out of it and now at least we have college and pro football and to get the reboot july 23rd and then at brandonlang.com we gave out seven days of free service right off the bat anybody who wanted to come get seven days free well your boy goes six and one in baseball that week nice and then it and then nba starts and i go seven and two the next nine picks for a 13 and three run and we kind of we kind of have just you know consistently kept the winning streak going you know i talk about when i lose and i talk about when i win so you know the numbers aren't fudged and then Last Thursday night, we start off first college pick of the year with South Alabama plus the plus the 12 and a half over Southern Miss. They win the game outright 32-21. I like them again this week, which we'll get into in a minute. And then Monday night, BYU over Navy. And then last night, the Kansas City Chiefs. So to be 3-0 in football and, and heading into the weekend and doing our first podcast on kind of a nice little heater, it's, uh, it, it most certainly feels great. But I don't know about you, but just being able to set down and watch Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs execute their offense, man. It just felt good to have the NFL back. Oh, it absolutely felt good. Uh, you know, it would have felt good if I started the college football season on a winning note. Uh, I'm 0-1. Uh, the only play that I had was SMU uh, last week. I thought that they would absolutely kick the shit out of Texas State. But, you know, I think they just, to me, that was what you're going to see in the first couple of weeks here of football is just some sloppy play. And maybe the playbook just wasn't opened up fully for Sonny Dykes because of the lack of, of offseason. And I think that's something that you have to handicap here, Brandon, when it comes to the college football games is the lack of spring practices, the opt-outs, the roster turnover, and just the inability for these coaches to get their teams in shape and mentally and physically ready for the grind of the season. Well, let's, let's work off the – because a lot of people, you know, emailed customer service and said, 
how did Lang come up with BYU? And I should have did a video because basically the biggest tip I can give people that are listening to this podcast right now is find veteran teams that have been together with a veteran quarterback and a solid nucleus. BYU returned their entire offensive line that has 110 career starts together, and they've all gone on their Mormon mission. So you had five men. And if you watched the first possession of the game, you knew this thing's over. They dominated Navy in the trenches. And and then we'll move to last night with, with Kansas City and Houston. And as much as I wanted to use Houston, as much as I wanted to take the Texans plus the points, I basically said I have – the same Kansas City team that won the Super Bowl. It's the same offense minus the running back. The kid from LSU looked great last and, night. And minus, uh, you know, Laurent Duvet, Tar, whatever, you know, his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Duvet, but, uh, but, Tar, but, whatever. Right. But for the most part, yeah. it's the same team. And I said, I will lose with the Chiefs rather than try to win with the Houston Texans. And of course, it helped that, that Andy Reid was 9-1 and one against the number his last 10 September games. Well, you can go ahead and make that 10-1 and one because the guy just gets his squad ready to play. So look for veteran teams, veteran quarterbacks, uh, a unit that's been together, no turnover in coordinators or coaches. Find value in that and let that guide you the first couple of weeks. Love it. Well, let's start right here with a team that uh, brings back some some veteran leadership, and that is North Carolina. Number 18, Tar Heels host Syracuse, Brandon, and Coming back for North Carolina is arguably the second-best quarterback in the ACC in Sam Howell. And for Syracuse, it's just been a disaster of an offseason. Top two running backs opting out. They have no offensive linemen. They, have, they are converting a fullback slash tight end to now be their starting guard. A tight end is now their starting guard. They installed a new defense this offseason, but only had three spring practices to try and work in that new defense. You got new personnel, you have no offensive line, and you're going up against a team that has aspirations of being the second best team in the ACC, even with Notre Dame being in that conference right now. And I think the Tar Heelers are going to blow out the Orange on Saturday. Something tells me that you're really in love with this game. I am very, I've been in love with this North Carolina team all offseason. I've been doing a lot of, you know, preparation on North Carolina. And then this number opened up. I should have got it when it opened up at 21. It's at 23 right now. I'm not afraid of 23 because to me, the handicap, again, like I said, it's not so much on North Carolina. It's more on Syracuse. I don't know how Syracuse scores a point in this game. With, the, with, their inability, with their roster and their inabilities right now on offense. And with the defense trying to install this new 3-3-5 system with only three spring practices and all the opt-outs and, and a new defensive coordinator, I just think this game is going to be a mess for them. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and give you some numbers to support your, your pick. Syracuse only covered two of their last eight in the ACC last year. Um, also have dropped eight of their last 11 overall against the number. Um, this is a team that's, that was two and six as a dog in, in 2019 and, uh, North Carolina eight, five and one spread run since late 2018. So I'm not a big chalk guy, but, but the numbers most certainly support you being on the right side of that game with, uh, North Carolina. The only other thing that I could lean there is maybe the under 65, 
because I don't know how Syracuse scores, and if North Carolina puts up, like, let's say 40 or 45, Syracuse is not getting three touchdowns in this game. So 45-17 is going to hit the under of that 65. All right. Well, I'm going to take you to a game that was good to me last week. That was South Alabama. Now they come back home against the Tulane team. They're opening up their new stadium. They're uh, getting more than a touchdown here, and I'm going to come right back with South Alabama plus the points. They were good to me last week. Uh, won the game outright as a 12-and-a-half-point road dog over Southern Miss, and now coming back home, I like this football team. Two receivers over 100 yards. Trotter at quarterback had a phenomenal game, dual-threat quarterback. I really like this team. I like what I'm seeing from them, and uh, Tulane has replaced their, replaced their quarterback. Um, this South Alabama team on a nice five and one run as a dog since 2019. Um, I like this team plus the points. What do you think about Duke getting 20 points going into South Bend to take on Notre Dame? Um, because when you look at Duke's offense and I know maybe they have some issues on the line, but Chase Bryce is their quarterback. That's the kid who, uh, was transferred over from Clemson and people might remember he had to actually save Clemson's season and he did the job and now he gets to play under David Cutcliffe who's arguably the best quarterback guru in the country I think this is a Duke offense that could be sneaky good and maybe good enough to stay within the number against the Irish I've always said this about David Cutcliffe he's a feisty dog um he 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 thrives in this situation um I don't trust Notre Dame laying this kind of number. I will tell you this. Duke has gone over the post a total 10 of the last 14, dating back to uh, late 2018. Um, I lean towards the the, the over, but I do think with Cutcliffe, um, they've also covered the Duke Blue Devils seven straight openers before they lost Alabama in a game that was much closer than the final score. So I like Duke plus points. also like the over. Wow. Uh, any leans on the Clemson Wake Forest game? You know, Clemson 33 points is a lot, and I think that that's too much for an opening week game considering all the circumstances that we've been dealing with. Um, I just think maybe they win the game by 24, maybe they win by 28. 33 is a little too much uh, to bank them on the road here going up against Wake Forest. I say this when it comes to Clemson, and I use the same adage when it comes to Alabama. Games involving Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, you either play them or stay away because at the end of the day, they can win by as much as they want to win by. Mm. So it just matters on what booster needs the game covered for what time, what time <laughs> of year. And I say if Alabama and Clemson, you either play them or stay away. Every game involving Clemson and Alabama, they are the right side of the game. You just have to figure out when you're going to use them. <laughs> Any other college games jump out to you before we get into the NFL? You know, I keep going back to to this game, and I'm I'm like, what what am I missing? And I keep looking at it and keep looking at it and keep looking at it, and I keep saying to myself, what what am I missing? Arkansas State last week went to Memphis. Memphis has all that speed. They have all that speed. They have all that all that all that talent. And Arkansas State would just never let them get separation and actually got the backdoor touchdown in the fourth quarter. And now they're going to Kansas State and they're getting another big juicy number. I just think this Arkansas State team is is better than than, than people think. Um, I, I like Logan Bonner, their quarterback. Um, I, I like Lane Hatcher. Um, 
this team has one game underneath their belt. This is a Kansas State team rebuilding the offensive line. Might not be able to protect Thompson. Um, keep an eye on these Sun Belt dogs out of the box. They're getting close to 15 here. Arkansas State Red Wolves. Hang around and get the cover. All right. We like the Arkansas State Red Wolves. That's very, very uh, interesting. Okay, let's go to the NFL, um, and we'll run through each game here on the schedule here in week one. Uh, 1-0 so far for Brandon Lang at BrandonLang.com. The Chiefs covering, winning by 14 on Thursday night football. And now we go into the Sunday schedule, and look, a lot of these games are not going to have fans, and that's certainly something that you have to consider if you're betting you know, on a home team or a road team and you want to know how the crowd's going to affect the game. It ain't going to be that big of an effect. Uh, this year uh, we'll start with the Falcons going up against the Seahawks Seattle laying two and a half on the road uh, I, I always back Russell Wilson I think the Seahawks are the class of that division because the 49ers are a little banged up so I'm going to go with the Seahawks here to go into Atlanta to cover and one thing about Atlanta um, they lose a big piece of their offense and a lot of people don't even consider it a big piece but I think it really is Austin Hooper not being there as Matt Ryan's tight end, is a big loss because he was that safety valve. Look at his numbers last year. He had a really nice season for the Atlanta Falcons, and I think that they're going to feel that loss on their offense. So I'll go with the Seahawks here. Yeah, I tell you what. it's I've learned with Atlanta and Matt Ryan that it's kind of a uh, either go against them or, or, or stay away. Seattle was so good to me last year. I mean, so good to me. I was on them probably. I believe they won their first seven road games outright last year, and I was probably on them four times on BrandonLang.com. I remember they went into Cleveland. They got completely dominated, yet they figured out a way to win that game. Um, you know, the man's on the hot seat. Um, I'm talking about Atlanta head coach. Yep. Um, he's on the hot seat, and, and they need to get off to a good start. But I just don't think Seattle is the team that they're going to do it against. The Seahawks are, are so solid. But with all that being said, I just got this sneaky suspicion that Atlanta's going to win this game outright. I don't know wow. why. I, I just I don't know why. I just get the feeling that the, they're going to step up and get it done here. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. Why. I don't. You know. Just it, it's. It's just. I'm not a big guy to lay chalk on the road out of the box. Um, Remember, Seahawks had 12 wins last year. 11 came by single digits with six wins by four points or fewer are in OOT. Um, your luck is eventually going to run out in the NFL. Um, home dogs, week one, pandemic, traveling, <laughs> dealing with all the issues. It's kind of teed up for Atlanta and Julio Jones to have a big day. All right, how about in Orchard Park, the Bills hosting the Jets, Buffalo laying six and a half, and everyone thinks that Buffalo is like the darling team in the AFC East uh, because, you know, Tom Brady is no longer with the Patriots, and so maybe the Patriots' run is coming to an end, and Buffalo had a nice season last year. Um, I'm still not with that. I still think the Pats are the class of this division, and we'll get to the Patriots in a couple of minutes, but um, the Jets, are. there's a lot of uncertainty with them. Uh, the loss of Robbie Anderson hurts their offense. But they still have Le'Veon Bell, and they could give it to him enough times here that they might be able to keep this game close. Um, I, I was looking at the under 39. It could be a low-scoring game between these two. But I, I think if I'm going to play anything in this game, I'll take the points with the Jets. I like under the post total. I'm all over the under in this game. Yeah. Um, I just – I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bills defense. Um. 
I'm a big fan of Buffalo. Uh, I will tell you this about the New England Patriots. 12 guys have opted out of the season. So, well, first of all, let's, we'll go right. I'll, we'll segue into that in a minute. I'm going to take the under mm -hmm. in, in, in this game. I just, you know, again, they've played unders. Um, I had the notes here. Where the, There it is. Road teams won and covered the last four. Bills have gone under. Uh, 23 of their last 32 since early 2018. Jets under five of their last six to close out 2019. I love the under in this game. Bills to win the AFC East, plus 120. Mm. Cha-ching. Ch <laughs> over, over, under wins for the Bills was nine. Go over the posted total. Cha-ching. <laughs> and you are ready to roll. Whatever you have to do, remember, 12 players, including Dante Hightower, their best defensive mm -hmm. player, opted out for the New England Patriots behind closed doors, as Jack Nicholson said, and a few good men in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We live like words like code and honor. Who's going to guard that? You, Lieutenant Caffey! You, Lieutenant Weinberg! So listen to me. Whatever prop bet you got to get, bet the Patriots to not make the playoffs in 2020. Cam is a one-year rental. They signed him to make you think that they're going to try to win. But Belichick told the nucleus of his team, listen, take the year off, get healthy, stay in shape, and we will come back with a vengeance in 2021. Listen, this is the B-Lane conspiracy theory when it comes to the man in the hoodie. Always doing something shady. Always doing something shady. Patriots don't make the playoffs. They get Trevor Lawrence, and Bill Belichick gets back to the Super Bowl within the next four years and retires. That's the conspiracy theory from B-Lang. Down year for the Patriots. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus the points. I love it. I love the conspiracy theory that they're going to tank tank for Trevor uh, <laughs> and then Bill Belichick reloads. Huh? That would be something. He didn't even try to talk those 12 guys into just nope. saying we're done. Nope. You know, nope. things that things that make you go. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, another NFC game here. The Lions hosting the Bears. Detroit laying three at home. Mitchell Trubisky getting another shot at being the starting quarterback for Chicago. What do you see in this one? Any game involving Mitchell Trubisky, I try to stay away from just because he's cost me enough money in his early career. So I'm going to just watch that game and enjoy. You feel free to pick it. Um, I have some sharps that, have, that I've talked to tell me they like Detroit. I have some other sharps that say they're going to take the dog outright because of the defense. Uh, I'm going to stay away and watch that game. Yeah, I have no read in this one. I do have a read in this next one, though. The Packers at the Vikings. I like the Packers getting the points here. Plus two and a half. Uh, the Vikings are laying the two and a half at home. The Packers on the road. I feel like Green Bay is the forgotten team for some reason this offseason. And maybe it's because of you know them trying to draft Aaron Rodgers as a replacement. And so people think that A-Rod is done. But they still have the better offensive line. Uh, than the Vikings. Uh, I still take the quarterback advantage for the Packers over the Vikings. And I think Green Bay is going to come in here to Minnesota and win this game. I got Green Bay winning the NFC North this year. Let me tell you something. Do people, do people not realize that Matt LaFleur went 13-3 and last year? 
That's what I'm saying. It's like, and even, like, think about this. My fantasy football draft was on Monday, and Aaron Rodgers went in, like, the 12th or 13th rounds. Like, people forgot about him. It, he's it's, still A-Rod. Bro, they went 13-3 and three last year and were, a vic- and were a victory away from the Super Bowl. And they head into this game having covered four of their last five seasoning open matchups. Um, I'm sorry. I, the Packers have also covered four consecutive meetings in this series, including the 23-10 upset road victory plus five in week 16, where they held Minnesota to just seven first downs and 139 total yards. I'm sorry, man. Anytime you give me A-Rod plus the points, I'll take him all day long. Oh, give me 100%. Respect. Um, so all that stuff about the Patriots, does that mean you're laying there? You're, you're going to take the six and a half with the Dolphins, right? Just to reiterate I'm go- that. I'm going against the Patriots every yeah. week, okay, all good. 16 weeks. Here- if I go against the Patriots all 16 weeks and never waffle, I assure you the best they're going to do is six and 10 against the spread. That's my yeah. point. Okay. Uh, here's another dog I like. I like the Washington football team against the Eagles. Uh, Philly is laying five and a half on the road. I think this Washington team is better than people think. And the Eagles, are ahead. they've been decimated. They've been banged up. Um, you know, I, I'm telling you this year, and I'm, I'm going to call this right now, Jalen Hurts will start a game at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Not going to tell you when it's going to be, but he will start a game at quarterback for them because Carson Wentz will be hurt. Uh, I like Washington here getting the points. I like their backfield. Uh, I like the athleticism on that team, you know, with McLaurin and others. I think Washington could win this game outright. All right, I'll give you a bold statement on the flip side of your bold statement. Okay. Before the first six weeks of this NFL season have come and gone, the Washington football team will have Alex Smith starting at quarterback. How about that? Wouldn't that be amazing? Did you see the special on him? Yeah, wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? The fact did that he see, made did, the fact that he made the team, the fact that he's still able to practice and play football bro, is unbelievable. Did you see the leg of Lamb? Dude, he he they they his leg was gone. Like like cut that shit off. It's gone. Like you know, bro, like, that they, was yeah. one of the most grotesque black charcoal gnawed off thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And to rebuild it. Lee Majors, $6 million man, baby. He's back. Um, I'd be careful of that game. Uh, Philadelphia's won and covered the last four in this series. They seem to just own their little battered stepchild a little bit. But this bit. is Ron Rivera's team now. This is a this is going to be a different Washington team. Okay. I'm glad you're shoving all your eggs in the Ron Rivera basket. Last four meetings have gone Philly and over. I see nothing that leads me to believe this won't be. And you're backing a team that is two and eight against the spread their last 10 at home. Good luck with that one, pal. All right. Panthers and Raiders. Uh, it's the Matt Rule error in Charlotte. Uh, the Panthers are dogs at home. Raiders laying three on the road. Can Christian McCaffrey do enough to keep the Panthers close enough in this game? I don't think McCaffrey is the problem. They just, I. Teddy Bridgewater, new system, Matt Rule in there. I know the Raiders have lost five of the last six straight up and dropped five of the last seven against the line in 2019. Um, But the Panthers closed 2019, dropping their last eight outright. 
one six and one against the number, and they're just three and eight against the number. Their last eleven in Charlotte. I don't think they should have got rid of Cam. I think they're in for a long year. I think Matt Rule was a mistake. Raiders minus the three, and for me to say that, you know that's something because I am not a road shot guy. Mm-mm, not at all. Uh, so that does say something. You know what else says something? The fact that I am taking and probably everybody taking this team in their survivor pools this week. The Colts laying seven and a half on the road against the Jaguars. The Jags are in a tank for Trevor mode. Uh, I don't think they win more than four games this year. They will be bad. Uh, I think the Colts, conversely, will be better with Phillip Rivers. Jonathan Taylor is a stud and will quickly take over and be the number one back there. They got a nice one-two combo with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor will be the guy for the remainder of this season after he impresses the first couple of weeks. I'll lay the points. It's a big line, but I think the Colts blow out the Jaguars. Bro, let, let me say something to you, okay? Just so, you, just so you're aware of this, okay? As bad as the Jags were last year, okay? As bad as they were, just so you know, they absolutely own the Indianapolis Colts. They've covered eight of the last nine in this series versus them. Eight of the last nine in this series have the Jags, okay? That's first and foremost. Second of all, as bad as they are, okay, as bad as they are, last year when getting six of seven points, they covered three of their four games. So the whole world's betting the Colts, and you're going to back Phillip Crimea Rivers on the road with a new team and his shot put arm. I will. Good luck. Because Jacksonville, because Jacksonville's got no one to carry the ball after get after bouncing Leonard Fournette. They got no one to stop the run after bouncing Yannick Ngakwe. This team is a mess. They want to tank. They want to lose this okay. year. Okay. So I don't know when we'll see each other. <laughs> I will bet I will bet you a steak dinner in Vegas if and when you get out there. I'll take the Jags plus the eight to keep this game close. All right. Well, it's seven and a half, so don't try to steal a half a point from me. Uh, <laughs> how about the <laughs> well, listen? What's the half point mean to you when you think the game's going to be an absolute blowout? Okay, you're right. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's fine. You can All take right. it. You can take okay. it. Okay. Uh, the Browns and the Ravens. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, it seems like everybody's shitting on him this offseason. Um, and you know, I've always considered him to be a number two wide receiver. Um, any other poop joke, any other poop jokes you want to make? (laughs) How do you say that? How do you come out with that? I mean, in confessions, in confessions, it wasn't him that said it though. It was the girl is she said it. She blew him up. She blasted him. This, this, this trash. I mean, she looked like trash too, but she went on this podcast and basically just told the world that Odell likes to be shit on. Um, think about this. In Confessions of a Hollywood Madam, Jack Nicholson, the actor, said he likes to be shit and pissed on in the shower by hot supermodel women. So. (laughs) It's crazy. I mean, listen, bro, I'm a freak. I'm not afraid to say that I'm a freak. I'm a freak. I married a hot Filipino. If you listen to this podcast, just Google Brandon Lang's wife. My, My wife is, she's so hot, bro. But I would look at my wife, and she said, honey, let's go to the shower. I feel like taking a shit. I'm like, babe, I'll do some freaky shit, but I ain't doing that. So you're you're on your own there. Um, 
I would lay this number before I took the number. Once Cleveland beat them last year, they covered four of their last 12 to close out the season. Mm-hmm. This is a Raven team that closed out the year winning their last 12 games and covering eight of the last nine. I think the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs are the elite in the AFC. I will go on record right now and say that is your AFC championship game. And I will go on record right now and say whichever one of those teams gets home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs, they will be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. It's crazy. It's like, and, and conversely, on the other side yeah. of this game, it's just that even with you know with the Odell thing, all jokes aside, it's always something with this Browns team, right? Yeah, there's always something. So uh, I'm gonna stay away from them. And yeah, if you're gonna take this game, it's got to be the Ravens. Uh, how about the Chargers going up against Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Chargers laying three on the road, and um, this offense is supposed to be really good for LA. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, but I got questions about the quarterback. I don't know if I can trust him. And but I, I all, all I do know, I can't trust the rookie right now. For the Bengals, so if you're gonna do anything, you gotta bet the uh, road chalk. Yeah, I just uh, listen. You can you can doubt Joe Burrow's are you want, um, but I will say this: there's two quarterbacks in the NFL that I'll never trust laying points on the road with: Tyrod Taylor hmm. and Philip Rivers. Good luck with that. I'm gonna take Cincinnati at home. All right, moving on: the Bucks and the Saints. Here's the play in this one. Over. I think there'll be a lot of points in this game. But here's the interesting fact, and a lot of people uh, might not realize this. The Saints, every year, struggle first couple of weeks of the season. They are not a good opening one, two weeks of the season team. They do struggle, and they're at home laying three and a half. The Bucks are the trendy pick in this one, but the move might be just to play over the posted total. Yeah, I really like Tampa Bay in this game until it came out two days ago that Evans may be out Yeah, with the hamstring injury, which I think is just a travesty because it takes away from, from this game a little bit. Um, with that being said, I still would lean towards taking Tampa Bay plus the points. They still got Gronk. They still got, I mean, Howard. They still got... They still got Jones, Godwin. Godwin John, yeah. I mean, they Godwin. They they're they're filthy. So I'm I'm still going to take them plus the points. You said it. Four and nine against the spread. Their last thirteen at the Superdome. Um, I, I'm I'm staying with them. I'm going to take Tampa Bay plus the points. All right, uh, Arizona and the 49ers. Uh, this might be my favorite underdog pick of the week, and that's the Cardinals plus the seven points. 49ers are banged up, man. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries uh, and, and, you know, not a lot of time to get these guys healthy and ready. Not a lot of reps because no preseason to get these guys in football shape. I think the Cardinals might take advantage of a uh, banged up 49er team in this one. I agree. They had a very good chance of beating them both times last year. Um, This is a a big red team that early in the year last year went to Baltimore, scared the Ravens outright. They went 7-1-1, one, and one, their last nine on the road. I like Kyler Murray. I like this football team. I like the way they match up with San Francisco. Give me Arizona plus the points. Cowboys and Rams, Sunday night football from brand-new SoFi Stadium with no fans in attendance. The Cowboys laying three points on the road here. Um, Dallas projected to have a pretty good year. They are projected to be the winners of the NFC East this year. 
Um, can they back it up here in week one against the Rams? The whole world's on Dallas. Everything I, everything I read about this yep. game, everything. Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh-uh. I know there's no fans. I'll take McVay, and I will take this team plus the points. Um, let me tell you something. I also like over. Dallas is on a 22-12 and 12 over on their last 34. Interesting. Um, I'm a home dog guy, and I'm going to jump up on the home dog here plus the points. Monday night doubleheader, the traditional uh, week one doubleheader in the early game, the Steelers and the Giants from MetLife Stadium. No fans in New Jersey. Uh, Big Ben making his return. Uh, the Steelers are laying six on the road. Don't know what I'm doing with that game. I don't. I have no feel for that game. I like the other game a little bit, but this one I got I got no feel. I got to see Ben play. Yeah. I got to see Ben play first. You know, they got rid of Duck Hodges, and, you know, you had a duck at quarterback and a guy <laughs> that had guys hitting him with the helmet. So those two guys, who knows where they're at. So um, I'm, I'm going to enjoy that game and watch that one early. I, the Tennessee-Denver game is the one that intrigues me. Why is Tennessee this line not higher? Shouldn't Tennessee be favored by a lot more yeah. than two? Yeah. I said the same thing. The whole offense back. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Team's got all the momentum in the world. And you got a Denver team without Von Miller. Uh, you know, the quarterback is, is making a seventh career start. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Tennessee and and may roll with Tennessee pretty big. That's I think that might be my favorite play of the week. Um, I think for me, if I had to circle my top plays, it would be the Titans. The Cardinals plus the points, uh, and I think the Packers, and then to go along with the Colts that you don't like. But those will probably be my top my top plays there. Jags, Packers, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. So there you go. And the yeah. Jags game is the Scott. We'll do this every week. You have your one game. I'll go on the opposite side. We'll call it our. We'll call it our dinner game and at the end of the year whoever has the best record in the dinner game honestly has to spring for it the the bill is a minimum of we get of, to we, we get to choose the restaurant right restaurant winner gets to choose of, winner gets to choose okay you all right and it's worth you better get ready for this okay because i'm not i'm not bullshitting and messing around here okay you have a the the balance is 750 dollars you don't have to. You, you, you can whack the guy all the way up to seven hundred. That's a four hundred dollar bottle of wine to go with the big fat juicy steak. Oh God, that's gonna be good when you buy me that in Vegas. I know where, where we're going too. You know where we're going? Where I, you know? Oh, yeah. You ever been? You ever been to the place? Uh, you ever been to the um, the steakhouse at the M? You ever go to the M? Yes. That place is good, yes. right? I'll tell you another one. People, people are going to laugh if they're listening to this podcast and know anything about Vegas. One of the best steakhouses in Vegas that nobody talks about is actually at Circus Circus. Which one is that? Just Google Steakhouse at okay. Circus Circus See, and I look, at the look at the reviews of this baby. Okay, because I always go to, um, I think it's uh, Center Cut in the, um, the Flamingo. That's where, okay. I, yeah, that's where I always go. And then my go-to steak of all time is the Cajun ribeye at Morton's. All right. So, gun to my head, it's a three hundred dollar bottle of wine, Cajun ribeye, a couple appetizers, and then you know I may get a stripper just to come join us for dinner for two hundred. I'm in. You gotta know, you gotta know how to budget, bro. You gotta know how to budget. I'm in. B Lang, it's good to it's good to be back. It's the football betting show. <laughs> 
brought to you by Believe, and uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun season, brother. It is, it is. So good stuff, and uh, we'll do it again next week. There he is, Brandon Lang. Check him out, brandonlang.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Check me out on Twitter, at Scott's On Air. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Football Betting Show, brought to you by Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. And check us out on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll be with you each and every week, getting you ready for your weekend in football. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.